clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. There's a prayer. to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Touchdown! Touchdown! Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Simultaneous Catch. The Mock Draft Edition. I'm proud that you did that little echo. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's been 15 days on a long time. Ago. I'm proud that we <laughs> don't actually do work for those things. Like, we could, like, edit it and make it real, <laughs> but instead we decide to do it manually with our own voices. I respect that. So, yeah, we have our uh, official simultaneous catch mock drafts today. Uh, first, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the NFL, because a lot happens in 15 days. It's been uh, even longer than that. It's been even longer. So, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we're not going to do a traditional episode today. We're not going to have rant, rave, recall, or or any of our. Tradi- we're we're going to have. No, actually, hang on. Actually, I do want to rant about oh, you something. Do? I realize Ooh. this is how long it's been since we've recorded. I, I want to rant about Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, you're right. Because you're right, he had right. all that. You're right. And this you're is right. like all super old news now but for still. everybody that's listening. We do apologize. Um, <clears throat> we're excited to get back to more normal recording schedule mm-hmm. soon. But for now, we're in the off season. We're just taking it, taking it as we come. But. So I, and this is sort of a recall too, because it was just the, it was either the last episode yeah. or the episode before that, but I came to his defense saying like in Oakland, I was very proud of he how did. he handled being in Oakland and all that stuff with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Cool for him. But then he goes out and does all this junk on social media again. He starts attacking Juju, Smith Schuster, his ex-teammate, Got wide it. receiver, a young kid who came in, was the youngest wide receiver uh, in the league for a while. Yeah. Put together a great rookie year, a great sophomore year to follow, and then well AB goes and says all this junk about him, and I was just so repulsed by that yeah. because, first of all, and I guess I won't even go down a list, but the primary reason is it's completely unnecessary. There was right. no reason for it, yeah. and you kind of talk about like how you're being attacked in the media, Antonio Brown, but then you go and do this jazz, and it just adds more real wood or fuel to the fire so i was so done with that and i was so angry and i i lost some respect because that was just uncalled for and was unnecessary and it in my mind just sheds a really really poor light and i i can't even remember if i had said this before on the episode i know i talked about it outside but i can't remember if it was on our last show or not but he took a bunch of shots at Buffalo too. Yeah, we did talk in about social this. media, and that really annoyed me too. And I was like, <laughs> after. 
after all this stuff, I just, I, 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 after everything went down, I wished him, you know, good luck. I hope that he had a good year and everything. But now I just, you never wish ill will, but I kind of hope he has a really bad season. And that people can be like, see, you shouldn't have been such a diva. You should just shut up. <laughs> I think it's going to be so, a right season. But regardless, I, I just, uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so over Antonio Brown. Yep. I'm done with him. Yeah, and, uh, I agree. So there was a rant and a recall. Yeah, and if a and all I gotta say is, in our debate of the best wide receiver in the NFL, if it comes that close between Hopkins and AB, most people will go with a talent that's similar that isn't that diva. So true. <laughs> Hopkins may have just moved up on a lot of people's boards. All right. Regardless, thanks for letting me get that in. So yeah, I'm glad we did that. So uh, it's. <laughs> I guess it is a traditional episode now because we had right here we go. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, we got some things traditional in the NFL that happened. Name that musical. Which I didn't hear you say. <laughs> Moments pass. Anyway, uh, Russell Wilson, the highest paid player in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, four years, $140 million, I believe like $65 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about it? I mean, I'm not anywhere near surprised. I mean, this okay. is just a trend that we're seeing yeah. in, in sports today. At some point, Matt NFL. Stafford was the highest paid ever Everyone's <laughs> going to keep wanting upping. And it, in a way, I find that disappointing. Yeah. Because I don't think it necessarily be a bar set. Like, oh, yeah. you need to be the highest paid guy. Yeah. Because, and we won't debate this fact whether or not, like Aaron Rodgers until last week was the highest paid guy. Yeah. So we're not, I don't think this is a debate like who's better. But... Especially the quarterback position, very rarely do I feel like any more we will see guys taking less okay. than record-breaking money. Okay. And in a way, I feel like that's bad for the league okay. uh, because I think it definitely handcuffs teams. Uh, but the cap is consistently rising, it does. so there's more space for it. It does, and that's good, but I don't think it takes into consideration necessarily like such huge numbers. I mean, mm. if we look at cap percentages, more often than not, a large chunk is committed to four, five, six players. And yeah. so that can be very, very difficult. So uh, I think Russell Wilson is definitely worth that money. He's mm-hmm. the youngest quarterback to win as many games as he won yep. uh, as, a, as a starter. He's gotten to the Super Bowl two years in a row, won one, there's only one pretty much should have won the other. There's only one season in his career he's won less than 10 games and he won nine that year. So, Which was just last year, right? Yeah, exactly. So has, no, 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 no. They won the playoffs at 10 I, I meant the year before, yeah. like the one they didn't make it. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so I think he's well worth that in comparison because I know people are always talking about the inflation of professional sports players and yeah. making money. Obviously, we'll never ever touch money yeah, like that. Money, yeah. um, but in respect of the game and how those things seem to go, then absolutely, I think he's a winner. And I thought there was a very good likelihood that he could have been playing on another team. He definitely held all the cards really, when it came to that. I was really, you know, coming down to that wire on that last day because he gave him an April 15th deadline. I was like, is he really about to be traded right now? But I, I will say this. Russell Wilson deserves it. Absolutely. Um, he's certainly already spending his money in good ways. He's, like, donated to a bunch of charities already. He bought his wife some really nice things and. I don't know if you saw this, but... Uh, he, he do something for his offensive line. He bought every single offensive lineman uh, on the roster $12,000 worth of Amazon stock. Oh! The most the, the most uh, valuable stock right now on the market. He bought them each $12,000 worth of stock. And That's I awesome. That was really awesome. That's cool. Um, so he's certainly using his money in, in cool ways. 
But I will say this. I think that the most important debate to have about quarterbacks and when they get paid this kind of money is you have to, as a franchise, as an organization, you have to ask yourself this question. Is this quarterback going to be able to offset the handful, like the three to five players that you will not be able to sign yeah. if you sign them? And I think above most of the quarterbacks on that list right now of highest paid in the NFL, Russell Wilson is probably the one that you for sure say, yes, he's worth it. Yeah, that's because a great point. Because he's been point. doing it on his team. That's a great point. You know what I mean? He, he, he's done it without pretty good offensive linemen, which is kind of funny that he gave them all this stuff, but they've been leaving him out to dry the last two years. Uh, you know, he, they haven't had a running back. They have Doug Baldwin, but other than that, they haven't really had a wide receiver for him. And, you know, they're losing defensive players left and right here with the Frank Clark trade that we'll talk about shortly. But you have to ask yourself, can, the, can paying this player – be worth it and can they offset the handful of guys that we're going to lose because we won't be able to pay them and guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson I think the answer is yes to that question Tyler Lockett's a stud I mean I love Tyler Lockett <laughs> Tyler you know what's funny is when we get into our mock draft there there was a player I was going to give to Seattle and I was like they don't need him they have Tyler Lockett so it's fine but then it all changed when Frank Clark got traded which leads us into Frank Clark Traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for the first round pick the Chiefs have this year, which I think is 28. Uh, yep, they 28. Seattle got the 29th overall pick. The 29th overall pick. And then they also got uh, this, a second round pick in 2020 next year. And then Casey and Seattle fl- flipped their picks, so Casey moves up in the third round. So Seattle's moving round. back yeah. seven spots? Um, which is a lot. I honestly thought it was more Eight than, spots. than Seattle was going to get for Clark. I really did. I, I, I know he's... 25 years old. He's and he's young. a proven pass rusher. He's definitely coming and, off a career year. And other than quarterbacks and maybe a lockdown corner, it's the most valuable position to me. Okay. Uh, a, a pass rusher who can get to the quarterback consistently. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't think they were going to get that much, but I think it's a great move for Seattle. Because now you can go, you, you paid Russell, but you can go and you can pay um, Bobby Wagner now. And you can uh, pay Bobby. a couple other guys. So, so it makes sense. I just I, I didn't see that see that coming. And KC's loading up on defense. Are they? I mean, who else did they sign? Except I, I feel like they I, got rid of everything, no. which is why they needed I mean, they to make added, this move. They added Honey Badger. They got him. They signed. They signed a couple guys. I, I somebody tweeted this earlier, and I'm gonna see if I can find it. But like, they got a bunch of defenders. But this is still they lost a ton of defenders as well. Like, it's not necessarily. Yeah. This is. Addition by subtraction here. It's not like they took a loaded defense and just added to it. So I I think this is a great move for both of them because I think where Kansas City was, they were 29. Um, They weren't going to find as proven as you can possibly be in the NFL, especially Mm -hmm. as a pass rusher. It's pretty difficult to be proven. Mm -hmm. There are very few Aaron Donalds where you know they're always going to be getting that pressure and whatnot. So Clark's coming off a career year obviously in a year that he needed it. Um, does have a little bit of a checkered pass that followed him to college. I feel mm-hmm. like that's another reason why Seattle might have been a little hesitant to give him that, that mm-hmm. guaranteed money just because I think he's a little bit of a wild card. Mm-hmm. But with the subtractions that I think Kansas City did on that defensive line, bringing this this player in for... It's always funny. like It's kind of like the New England effect kind of thing like mm-hmm. 30 like new england's first round picks like always like a second round pick yeah and so for a player like that i think getting who is still you've nailed it very very young it's pretty much just and 
as good as you know, they, a they, young rookie. They definitely, I mean, you know, they lost Eric Berry and they traded D Ford, uh, but they signed Tyron Matthew. They signed Alex Okafor. Um, they traded for Emmanuel Ogba, and now they uh, just got um, Frank Clark. I think there was one other guy I'm missing right now, but you know they've they've made it. You know they've lost a couple guys, but they made it a point to reload on defense. Well, I just I think Frank Clark next to Chris Jones is going to be pretty scary. Oh yeah, I I'm really glad that we don't play Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. It's not anything to do with you know their offense. It's still going to be their bread and butter. There's we'll we'll get into what we think happens next. All week. right. But regardless, uh, last thing to talk Are about. You're also going to say that Pat Mahomes doesn't have a good year like he did last year. Look, it's not about him not having a good year. <laughs> He's not going to throw for 50 touchdowns. It'll probably be around 30, and to a lot of people, that'll be a regression. You it'll, know, that'll still be, be a great season. Um, I said around. Anyway, before we get into our mock draft, one last thing: the story about the Oakland Raiders here in their last year. They dismissed their dismissed their scouts about a week before the draft. See, I was really excited about this, and I said, it, and you were like, eh, "Who cares?" Okay, so here's my thing. It may be a little strange, but every person that I've seen talk about it on ESPN and NFL Network said this is not uncommon for scouts to be dismissed before the draft. No, it's not uncommon because you they, don't because they want to but keep it's a, not, a tight knit group. But you don't just. It's not. From my understanding, okay. and maybe I'm not as well informed about this as I could be. I've okay. only read a few stories about it. But from my understanding, it's John Gruden and Mike Mayock right now. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't happen. You keep your close. You keep your. Like you're I not said, like. You're like, hey, everybody, hey, come like on I said, in. Maybe it's a little bit different, but I, but I, I don't think it's strange. Well, I they think... didn't. You know what? They didn't do that in draft day. <laughs> <laughs> they had everybody. They're having a pizza party. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that probably doesn't happen. Where they're like eating pizza. <laughs> Some people show the war room. They're like. Eating. But regardless, I, I really think that I, like, I, I know it seems like it's a little bit strange. But I feel like Mayock came in and he was like, we're going to do a little bit differently this year because we, we, we need to have a great draft. We have three first round picks. So you don't believe this? Get it right. I don't, don't want believe anything this thing leaking. Where it's I don't like want anything. They're planning on this really surprising, shocking thing that nobody's talking about. I, I, I absolutely feel like that's a possibility and that what's wrong with that? I mean, you don't want more people in the room to leak anything. You want it, the two guys you trust. And what's funny is people are freaking out about this and Mike Mayock's daughter tweeted about this and was like, guys... He doesn't. He wouldn't even let my my mom or me see any of the information. He was like, "It's nothing personal." He just doesn't want anything to get out. He wants to get it right. I think it's just, and I respect that. I, know, I mean, like, I understand. I know it's a little strange, but Mike and and John, I, I think that we can. Their resumes have proven that they know what they're doing, and they have three first round draft picks. And I will not be shocked because they did a, a lot of pretty good moves this off season. You know, they added yeah. arguably the best receiver in the NFL and. Then you also add, you know, Tyrell Williams, who outside of Antonio was the number one free agent receiver. They added a bunch of other pieces, and I, they have a, they're putting together a decent squad, and they have three first round picks. They could come out of this looking real strong. Or, if they bomb it, there's no one to blame except them. It's true, and that. But I think that I, I, I think that's admirable, and I respect that Mike and John are saying it's either going to be on us or against us, and that's that's what we want. I like that. I respect that. I like that. All right, well, All right. So mock draft time. Let's just do it. Mock draft. Okay. So uh, I don't know how you want to do this, but I figured we'd just alternate back and forth. <laughs> okay. Chat about it a little bit. Um, you said you wanted to like place a bet. 
What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we should do an over-under. <laughs> I think we should do an over-under on how many picks we match up on. Okay. I, I'm going to say five. I also... Is uh, the over-under. Five. So, I'm going to... There's 32. I think we're going to... I'm going to say eight. I say under. I'm taking the under. Oh, on five. Okay, then I'll take over. Okay. See, I'm taking the under. I, I think, think unless I think you pick four. really I weird things. Four. I think we're going to match up on four. Okay. All right. All right, so the first pick... Here's the thing. I debated on this a long time because I don't know if I believe all the smoke on Kyler Murray. Okay. I really... You were the one that was on that down, train. Deep down inside of me, I feel like this has just been a smoke screen the whole time. They wanted somebody to trade up. But I'm looking at all these analysts and nobody's not picking him. I don't want to be the GOAT that doesn't pick him. <laughs> so I I have Kyler Murray going to the Arizona Cardinals. I think that this means that Josh Rosen will be traded on Thursday to somebody at some point. Okay. Um... I'm not going to be shocked if it doesn't happen, though. I'm not going to be shocked if somebody else trades up to this pick and, and tries to do it because of all the smoke. Yeah. Because I, you know, people are talking about he fits Kingsbury's system perfectly, but if you look at his list of quarterbacks and his air raid system, most of them were more like Josh Rosen than they were like Kyler Murray. Yeah. They were accurate quarterbacks who, you know, weren't really running around all over the place. They were just pocket passers with precision accuracy. Um, so I'm not going to be shocked if it doesn't happen, but, you know, every sign is pointing to it, and most of the the reporters on ESPN and NFL Network and so on and so forth are saying it's going to be Kyler Murray, so I have Kyler Murray. Yeah, I remember we recorded uh, on our crew as we talked about this, because I brought up that story, it just yeah. came out where people were more seriously talking about how... It was funny because we said that. We laughed at it a little bit at that point. Well, I thought I'm pretty positive you were like, "Yeah, I think it's gonna happen." I was like, "No, that's garbage." Uh, <laughs> I, I, I still think it's garbage. Uh, so you're not doing it? No, I'm. I have Kyler Murray okay. mocked number okay. one overall. Okay. I think it's wrong. Okay. I think it's the wrong choice. Okay. I think it will not help that organization win this year. Okay. Maybe it'll help them win more than three games, I think. Oh, yeah. I, with, I think with their offensive line, having a more mobile quarterback that can that. escape and whatnot, that will be good. But I don't think... I think going with an, an edge rusher or even maybe... It's not a sexy pick, but getting one of those linemen yeah. would be a lot better for your franchise. So yeah. I, I will say this. If they do draft him number one overall, I don't think Josh Rosen is moving. On Thursday night, I really, it's gonna happen. See, I feel like it has to happen. I think it might. It could happen Friday, maybe during the second or third rounds, maybe. Okay. But I don't. I also won't be surprised if they carry him into the year. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Well, you know, that. there's one. So there's one. No, I, I think that the four are gonna be in the top ten. Okay. Um. So there's the number one and number two. A tally. I guess you're gonna go first on number two since I'm first on number one. All right, yeah, well, I'm going with who I think should be the number one overall pick. Uh, San Francisco is going to take edge rusher Nick Bosa out of Ohio State. Okay. Probably not the most original pick. Uh, and a lot of people are draft or mocking him there. Uh, I just feel like mm-hmm. he is a very talented edge rusher, a mm-hmm. position that you were just talking about. Yeah. Could be next to the quarterback, could be one of the most valuable positions in mm-hmm. the NFL. I think he is... Very comparable to his older brother, Joey, coming out of college mm-hmm. with his techniques. I think Joey being in the league and his being his dominant has only helped mm-hmm. Nick. So I think you put him along with new uh, toy D4. Yeah. You still have uh, Solomon Thomas, yeah. and I can't even think of the other player. He's slipping the, my tongue right now. But then you have one of the most dominant lines. Oh, their defense is coming along. And I think 
with the other additions that they've added on that defense, it's definitely a division you need those pass rushers. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. And I and this is going to be number two where we match up on, and I figured we'd match up on the top couple. Cool. Um, Nick Bosa, six foot four, two hundred sixty six pounds. He's a beast, and people are freaking out about his pass rushing ability. But if you watch it, he's also an unbelievable run defender. He just stuffs it at the line, and he is great at the point of attack. Um, for those of you who may not be super football people, at the point of attack means when you're engaged with the defender, point of attack is when the running back is right there, and you have to make the decision whether you're going to throw him off to the left or throw him off to the right and make the tackle. He's just excellent at making that choice right there at the point of attack. Um, he's just he's he's such a natural pass rusher, um, and he just shows an ability to win at that line of scrimmage any way he can, whether it's a swim move or a spin move or a power rush. He just he gets there. So I think it's a slam dunk for, for San Francisco to get the number one overall player in the draft at number two, just like last year when um, New York got the number one overall player and Saquon Barkley at number two. People freaked out at that one, obviously. Yeah, okay. But he was the obvious number one. Everybody said he was, and they got him at two. So, uh, yeah. So at three, uh, I don't know if we match up on this one because um, I don't know if you went the another defensive player, but I have the Jets taking Quinn and Williams, okay, Alabama defensive tackle. Um, I'm bringing up like all these things on them. Quinn and Williams, <laughs> six foot three, three hundred and three pounds out of Alabama. Um, he just was the best player on the best defense in college football, and. There's really not much else that you have to, to really say about that. He just he rarely loses one on ones. Uh, he just anchors double teams in the running game. He's just a dominant force right up there. And I think you put him right next to Lennon Williams in the middle of that defense on the Jets. And they had already added all these other pieces. Uh, you know, you signed CJ Mosley. Um, you got Jamal yeah. Adams back there still. It's just that's that team is 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 one that is becoming scarier and scarier. And I think adding one of the best players in the draft on the defensive side is only going to make it more scary. Yeah, I like that pick. This is uh, the first one we're going to disagree okay, on. Okay, see, I, I wondered. I have edge rusher Josh Allen okay. out of Kentucky, Kentucky. going yep. to New York. I think uh, everything you said about Williams, I agree with 100%, but I feel like Allen fits Greg Williams' scheme a little bit more. I think okay. he's going to want that longer, lanky, kind of athletic okay. freak kind of guy that I he think is Allen five, is. five, 262 pounds. He's and uh, so I feel like he's going to have a really good bend. And I think mm-hmm. while adding another defensive tackle next to Williams could be terrifying, I think having that defensive tackle in, mm-hmm. in Williams will help kind of free up a little bit. I don't want to say mm-hmm. free up, but yeah. take some pressure off of, of, of a rusher like Allen. Yeah, yeah. So. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh Josh Allen is the guy we talked about it on our last episode. That's the one guy that I would want. I think he's incredible, and that's why I have him going four in the very next pick. Okay, to the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I I just I think that you get he's six foot five, and he's just like if you watch him rush the passer, he's so flexible. Yeah, like he his torso twists in so many strange spots. He's and a he great gets, man. And and. I, What's the really cool thing is I heard uh, people say this about him. So I looked at some tape from last year and this year. Is that he? They say he became way better at hand fighting. Um, so I looked at it, and there are just some of. If you watch some of his sacks this year compared to last year, like literally his hands will bat the person out of the way. He won't even have to use his strength. It just bam, bam, and you're at the quarterback. It's it's unreal. And I think um, something that is lost and not valued enough 
uh, when evaluating college players is leaps from year to year. Okay. This kid took a huge leap from last year to this year in production. Yeah. He was dominant. He's incredible. He's a great tackler. Um, And again, another guy that not only is he probably, he's arguably the best pass rusher in the draft, but he's also a really good run, run defender. And I think... You didn't want to pay Khalil Mack $130 or $130. dollars <laughs> Here, be my passenger. $130 million. You draft uh, Khalil Mack Jr. here, not even Jr., because <laughs> I think he's bigger. And you get him for four or five years at like a fifth of the money that you would have to pay Khalil Mack. And I think you look like a genius. There you go. All right. This so, this is fun because uh, we're flip-flop. Yeah, yeah we're I, like that. I like that. So I have him taking Quentin Williams out of Alabama. <laughs> Uh, I don't even need to talk about it. You said all the things. We talk about it, yeah. He's yeah, a great player. <laughs> a great player, and I think um, not even necessarily something where one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. They obviously play different positions, right. but I think Oakland's not going to get cute. I don't believe like they're going to do yeah. the surprise pick. I think they're going to take this. Yeah. Clearly, they need a pass rusher. They're going to take one of the most dominant ones in college football yeah. and just plug in place. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so I think this is, is where we're going to start getting wonky. I agree. So this is Tampa Bay. Because this is a pick where I really feel like it could go in so many different directions. Tampa I think could do a lot right here. I think we didn't do any trades in this. I feel like this, this would be spot. one of the bigger trade spots in my but mind. See, and we can talk about this when we get to the next pick, too, with New York. I actually don't think so because I think the NFL, I think most teams are on the New York's not taking a quarterback train. So we'll see what happens. But all right, all it right. is a spot. It is a spot. Bruce Arians being the new head coach, okay. he knows what he's going to necessarily yeah. want to bring in to be his first pick there. Mm-hmm. In but uh, they did lose Quan Alexander, okay. so I'm going to go with Devin White, okay. linebacker out of LSU. I think okay. the most talented linebacker in this draft right. class. I think you're going to want to replace that because when you had Quan Alexander and um, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking. It's a middle linebacker that I love. I don't know uh, in Tampa. Well, he's great. Um, very good player. When you had both of them healthy, that defense definitely helped a lot and was uh, much more formidable than when either of them went down, and health has been an issue. So I think you go out and get the best linebacker here, plug in place once it's again. Not Barrett, is it? No, it's not. It is... Um, I'm trying to I bring up the roster to look at this right here. It's somebody I know you know, too. Uh, <laughs> so, losing all our credibility here. Regardless, Devin White out of LSU. Kevin Minter? This, what are you doing? I'm looking I'm looking up the roster. I don't see anybody that I would know. Let me see. No, because you're not looking at my mock draft. No, I'm not. I'm not looking at your mock draft. God. <laughs> this is all the linebackers right here. I, I'll highlight them. That's all their linebackers that are listed. I don't see anybody. Like, I don't know any of those guys. Yeah, he's not on the list. I don't really okay. understand. Well, regardless. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I love Devin White. Uh, I think Devin White's an incredible, instinctual player, uh, by far and away the best linebacker in the draft, maybe a little undersized to some people only being six foot, some people were talking about that. Uh, the best thing about him is his character. I've seen him in a lot of interviews. He's a great guy. And this is going to be our third pick that actually matches up. Cause I really? Because at, at the same point, you know, they lost Quan Alexander, they need a linebacker, a guy that can lead the team and, and, and lead the defense. And it's it, – Devin White is is that. He's incredible. He's instinctual. Um, he's got good hands too. Um, and, you know, he's just 
he's a leader and he's a great kid. And and if you look at any interviews he has with ESPN and, and NFL Network and all the all the places that are covering the draft, he's just he's a great dude and uh, and I think it's a great pick for Tampa Bay. So look me up there on that. Yes. It's Levante him. David. Oh Levante David. Why was he not on that list? I have no idea. That's maybe, very maybe he's not listed as a straight running back. Maybe he's a defensive end listed and he was Straight running back. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is probably. I'm willing to bet money. We differ on this pick. So at the sixth pick, I am not buying quarterback at all for them at six. Okay. Uh, I think Gettleman knows who he wants, and I think that he knows he can get him at 17. Um, okay. So he's going to gamble, and he's going to go Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Okay. Uh, he's a polished pass rusher at defensive tackle. Really solid. Um, he's got a great mo- motor, so he can help with short yardage packages as well. He just he's tough and he fights and uh, um, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He just he, he plays with a lot of heart. Um, and Clemson, obviously one of the best teams in the country uh, in the last five to ten years here. You know, um, so I have New York just just building on their defense a little bit here. All right. Yeah. yeah, I am on the quarterback train. Okay. Been on it uh, ever since all of this happened. Okay. Uh, I've almost got off it for a hot second, okay. but I'm not going to go with my gut. And okay. my gut is saying that Dwayne Haskins is going okay. to be all right. the heir apparent to Eli Manning. Okay. I think he is the pocket quarterback mm-hmm. that, that they like, um, that... Pat Shermer builds around him. That's your quarterback. Six so, foot three, cannon for an arm, pocket passer. I think all of these things. I think that has been smokescreen about how New York's like, no, we're not okay. really sold. I think they are. <laughs> I think they know he's the best choice for them at this moment. Okay. Letting him sit behind Eli when they're not exactly the same player, but there's a lot that mm. I think quarterback similarities can be very important when coming in and learning and teaching mm-hmm. and so I feel like that would be just a great match I'm all about it and uh, I'm going to just go with my gut that I've okay. had right. since since way back when alright well there's that so Jacksonville at 7 Jacksonville at 7 this is another place where I feel like they could do a whole lot of yeah, things yeah there's a lot of options here but I'm um, going with the offensive line and I should, I should say this I feel like and I don't know how like you approach these mock drafts because okay. I feel like I I've never done a full one. Okay. I've never done a full mock draft. Like full 32 teams. Right. I've never, okay. I've always like played and picked I mean, like by, shows. So. <laughs> so, but the way I do mock drafts is kind of like what Cynthia Freeland did okay. on her. She's like, what I think they should do compared okay. to what they really will do. See, I, I, was, I have a hard time doing that because I try to play GM for all of these I things. I think it's a little bit of both the way I did it. And I think, you know, because you, you want it, like I want to be right and I want it to be, this is what really happens. What trades are going to happen and stuff. All oh, right, so it's so, all going to be all messed up. So <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both because if it were what I think you should do, neither of us would have went Kyler Murray at one. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So this pick is something I feel like they should do, and that is help keep solidifying that offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the uh, in-state kid, Juwan Taylor, out okay. of Florida, offensive tackle. I think you just got your franchise quarterback, something you haven't had. Yeah. Maybe ever in your franchise history. <laughs> Mark Brunel? <laughs> <laughs> he did pretty well. I liked Mark Brunel. Um, but you want to be a ground and pound team. Yeah. And then if you are going yeah. to try to implement this RPO action with Nick Foles, you need you're going to need that time. <laughs> and so it's great that they're getting uh, their tackle back this year from injury, but you mm. still need to. 
I think you could plug in Taylor on either side, depending on yeah. what you want to do uh-huh. with, um, I'm blanking on his name too. All these names that I can't think of now, but they drafted him, I think in the second round. It was Tackle? the past two years. Yeah. I don't know either. Regardless, he's new, but he was hurt last year. But you got to protect your investment mm-hmm. in quarterback, give him the time to hit those yeah. wide receivers, and then uh, open up holes for your running backs. I think this is the last pick we're going to agree on because I also <laughs> have John Taylor going to Jacksonville. No, honestly, You're I really right. thought I, – I, I think the, the four picks that I thought we would match on, we matched on. Okay. So this is the this is the last pick I think we match on. I don't mean to say a lot, but he's just – he's a tank. Six foot five, 312 pounds. Uh, I think there's a cu- there's three tackles in this draft that I think will go. I don't, I'm trying to look at this here. I think I have three tackles going in the first round, okay. and I think I think all three of their, them are interchangeable depending on your style of play. Interesting. And I think that Jawan Taylor is the is the the bruiser. He's the one that gets that pop off the line of scrimmage on a run block, um, and he's just a bruiser in pass protection too. He uses his arms really well to keep guys away. Um, he can develop a little bit more as a zone blocker, I think. I mean, it's a great point. I'm glad you're saying things but, like that because I don't necessarily think Taylor's the best prospect. No. I, but I think he's going to be the first take. That's what I said. I think he's just a bruiser, and I think that fits what Jacksonville wants to do, and it fits that Doug Marone style of play. And Doug Marone's the former offensive line coach, and he's just going to build where he knows. So he's going to go Juwan Taylor there. So All I think right. that's our last matchup. Okay. Uh, so here we go at Detroit. At, this is eight, right? Yep. And I have them taking TJ Hawkinson Ooh, okay. Uh I was not super high on Hawkinson throughout this whole entire process. Okay. Um, I thought it was a little bit weird that uh, University has two tight ends that are projected to go in the first round. But then I really dug into it because it was also, he's linked to Buffalo a lot too. And I just I I've fell, seen that. I fell in love with this kid. He's just tough. He's six foot five. He's he's got great hands. Uh, he may not be as quick after the catch as like uh, Noah Fant, who's the other tight end projected yeah. to go in the first round. Yep. But he he's got great run run after the catch ability too. But something that I don't think is talked about enough is he's a great run blocker. If you really yes. watch them run the football with him, he blocks incredibly. Uh, it's just. He is an overall all-out tight end, and there's one point that I wanted to make about this, because um, people will freak about a tight end going in the top ten, or two of them going this high, possibly three. Um, but tight end has become one of the most valued positions in the NFL, and be- it's because of this. Football and sports in general, but especially football, is all about where can you find your advantage and tight end has become one of the best advantages to have in football. It's why, a big reason why Gronk is talked about. It's the best ever. It's a big reason why the Patriots continue to win the way they have and the way they won the Super Bowl. It's just, if you can have a guy who can be a tackle on that end of the line, has that ability as a blocker, but then also can sneak out and catch like a big-time wide receiver, it's invaluable. And yeah. I think you give that that weapon to Matt Stafford, and he just goes to the next level. And I think that former New England Patriot defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, knows that better than most, and he goes to the best tight end in this draft. All right. I like that pick. Uh, Yep, we are not on the same page here because I have uh, edge rusher Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. I feel like uh, they still haven't brought back your uh, prize free agent that you still want signed. (laughs) In Ezekiel Ansah, he's, he's going to be signed at some point, and has, I, has I hope that he falls into our lap for like a 
two-year contract really cheap, but we'll see what happens. So they're um, – as much as I, I think that's a great point about Matt Patricia and yep. having had Gronk and whatever you want to say, but Aaron Hernandez, I mean, he's seen what great tight ends can do. Absolutely. And how they can help a quarterback really thrive. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point, but I think he is still a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. I think he knows that they didn't generate a whole lot of pass rush last year, and I think he knows how important that is. And so I feel like um, – Again, I think the edge rushers uh, beyond the first couple that we've listed mm-hmm. can get a little murky with who's going to necessarily bit. produce and whatnot. Yeah. But I do love Sweat's talent. I yep. like what he brings to the table. And I feel like he'd be a really good, flexible fit for what Patricia likes to do with linemen. Absolutely. And I, the, only thing, the only thing I have against, the only reason why I went Hawkinson over a guy like Sweat is because I think that he likes that he, they just went out and paid Eric Flowers and they got a couple other... Uh, defensive players, I think that he feels that he can get other guys a little bit later because I do think it's a deep, it a is deep class for the defensive line and rushers. But beyond, you know, a Hawkinson, a Fant, maybe Irv Smith, who, who's more of a pass catcher than he is, yeah, a, uh, a blocking tight end out of Alabama. You're not going to find that kind of talent at tight end later, and I think that he knows that you got to grab the guys who are going to give you the advantage, and that's why I went there. It's so. a good point, and I, I don't so. disagree. So uh, next up is Buffalo at nine. Here we go, I'm Buffalo. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we fell on you going first for <laughs> Buffalo because I mean I, I think you're gonna hate it. my pick. I Probably. think you're gonna hate it. Probably. Uh, I'm extremely excited to see what you did. Okay. Uh, again, this is what I think they should do. Okay. Uh, I think it would be the best thing for the team, and that is going offensive line. Okay. I have them taking, and may, I'm curious to get what your opinions on this player is, and maybe okay. you don't know anything. Maybe you don't. It is, he's listed as a tackle okay. out of Oklahoma, Cody Ford. Okay. I think of linemen, he's one of my very favorite okay. prospects okay. in this draft because he can play guard extremely well. And I think that, that flexibility. My favorite thing about Cody Ford is he can play tackle and he can play guard yes. too. Yes. And people talk about how offensive line are a little bit in, interchangeable and they are in right. a way. They're not are always. In a way. But I think having the natural ability to play both is different than just being able to do both. Listen, as I know I only played it in high school. <laughs> but the technique of playing guard compared to tackle is very different. Because yeah. you're, where you want to find your leverage and your footwork is totally different depending on if you're inside or outside. And that's something that I don't think changes level to level. So that's a great point. So uh, I think that flexibility is important for why I'm picking Buffalo mm-hmm. just with everything that's moving. But you need to protect Josh Allen. He wasn't necessarily sacked a whole lot. That's because he was, was running around. <laughs> was 20, it was in the late 20s at the time yeah. that I know he was sacked. But I think especially with what you guys want to do on offense, you have mm-hmm. so many burners yep. that if you give him just a little more time to develop and get those things, he yep. has the arm and that could just be so lethal. Mm-hmm. So I'm really conflicted if I were going to go with Another player would definitely be Ed Oliver. I love him there, too, to take over for uh, the player that you love and you rooted for, Kyle Williams. But uh, I do feel like the offensive line is a little more prominent of a need right now. Mm -hmm. So that's where I went with Buffalo. So I think Buffalo has found themselves in a unique position that I don't think national media will agree with me on. Okay. But they have filled every need on their board. Sure. They may not have filled it with the top at every position, I think, but they have upgraded at every spot that they needed to upgrade. I think that's important what you said. I agree. Um, so I think that they're in this position where they can take best player available left on the board. 
And if the board falls this way, in my opinion, they're going to take Ed Oliver yeah. from Houston, and I will love it. I, I oh my really God. think I've come to the I honestly um, I've lucked out because the last two years, and we've talked about this. The last two years, they've taken exactly who I wanted them to take. They've done almost exactly what they wanted. Okay. Now, I didn't want us to drop as many spots as we did in the in the draft that we took uh, Tredavious White. Yeah. But Tredavious White is the player that I wanted. Okay. I just didn't want him where we, I wanted us to drop back. I didn't think we were going to get him at 27, but we did. And Josh Allen was the quarterback I wanted, you know? So, we got the guys. And right now, I'm sitting here, and there are guys that I want. Like, I'd love for us to end up with Josh Allen. It's just not going to happen. You know, um, I'd love TJ Hawkinson, but I don't really want us to spend that pick at nine. I, you know, we didn't do trades. I actually think we trade out of this pick. Yeah. I think, because in my draft, you know, I have these other, I have Locke and Haskins falling. Mm -hmm. I, I think somebody says, oh my gosh, New York didn't take him. We need to get to nine. We need to get above, you know, a Denver, a Cincinnati, and a Miami who are all looking at possibly taking a quarterback. Okay. Um, so I think we trade out of this pick, but I think you're looking at Ed Oliver being the best player on if I'm making the draft board, he's the best one available on yeah, my board right absolutely. now. Absolutely. And he just he's got an elite first step. He's got a great motor. He doesn't have the stats as a Josh Allen or a, a Nick Bosa, you know, guys like that, rushers. Um, and he's an interior rusher more than an outside rusher. Yep. Um, but he's got all the ability. And I think that Sean McDermott doesn't need more than that. He takes the ability and he puts him where you need to be. There you so go. I think it's a great fit. All right. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Why? Because I don't. I just don't. He's going to sack Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Denver at 10. This is where it gets really crazy. Okay. Because a lot of stuff's going to happen here. Uh, I'm really interested to hear, but I have Denver taking a quarterback here, and it's not Dwayne Haskins. It's Drew Locke. And I don't necessarily think that Drew Locke is better quote unquote, but I've been reading all kinds of stuff about it and I've been seeing all, all sorts of things and all of the evidence points to Denver likes Drew Locke better than Haskins. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's six foot four out of Missouri. Uh, he's quick. Uh, the comparison, and I don't think he is Aaron Rodgers, but the style of play is similar to Aaron where he can throw off base, throw off his back foot. Um, he's got athleticism and he's, he's pretty quick when he runs too. Um, it's just, in the biggest comparison I make is that when Aaron throws the ball, that ball just jumps off his hands. Like, it whips out of his hand. Yeah. Locke's got that whip on his hand. Um, I think he's a great talent, and I think that he needs a little bit of time to develop. Yeah. And I think that's why you went out and got Joe Flacco. Give him a year or two to sit behind Joe, and I know the pressure will be there at the number 10th overall pick. But when your guy's there, he's there, and you take him. And I think John Elway likes Locke better than, than Haskins, and so I have Drew Locke going to Denver. All right, all right. Well, you can lock that down as our fifth oh, green no! pick. Oh, <laughs> no! Dang! I did, not, I did not expect it. I did not expect it. Drew Locke is my favorite quarterback prospect. Oh, I, I love class. that. I love that. Uh, I really do love Drew Locke. Is it? Sometimes that's done me a heck of a lot of good. Okay. Sometimes it's just been so awful with who I think is the best quarterback okay. in, a, in a class. Okay. Uh, but he's my very favorite. I think I love what I saw from him in the Senior Bowl, which yeah. I think if they were going to do this crazy thing in Oakland, it's like, we need to keep this complete secret. I think yeah. it's going to be something shocking. Like they picked Drew Locke because Gruden <laughs> fell in love with him when he coached him. Maybe. During maybe. That Regardless, I agree with everything you said about uh, Denver, how I talked about yeah. quarterback similarities. I think Drew Locke is, has more mobility than Joe Flacco, yeah. but I feel like they both have that arm strength, and I okay. feel like they could be really good with 
uh, Locke sitting and learning from whatever you will say about Joe Flacco. Yeah. He's a winning, a Super oh, Bowl yeah. winning quarterback. Super Bowl MVP quarterback. He, he said he had one of the best on. playoff runs in NFL history for a quarterback. And uh, so <laughs> I agree. I think you're right about the pressure at 10, but John Elway has whiffed on these quarterback picks he so much. He's, get it he's, right. he's never gotten it right since he's been the GM. In terms of drafting, I mean, obviously he got Peyton Manning, right. but... But when you, when you pick your own guy, he has not gotten it right. Paxton so Lynch. I think he needs to do this, and I think that Trevor would be the Simeon. right pick. <laughs> Chad Kelly. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, I didn't think that was going to happen, and now I'm sad that I'm wrong. I mean, technically, neither of us are right yet. Yet. We'll see. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> we're, we're in the neutrals. We're at 11 now, and it's and you're up. It's, it's a me. So we're at the Cincinnati Bengals yeah, on the clock with the 11th overall intriguing pick. Intriguing pick here. Here we go. I'm going to go with another undersized linebacker. I'm going to go okay. Devin Bush out of Michigan. Okay. They okay. have to replace Vontez Burfecht. He is gone. I think he was the heart and soul of that defense. Mm-hmm. Better or worse, whether or not you think he was a good player, but mm-hmm. dirty, maybe you didn't think he was that great, okay. but he brought spunk. And okay. I think Devin Bush will do that too. I think being coached mm-hmm. by Harbaugh up there in Michigan. Now, he's undersized as well, but he has great instincts. Mm-hmm. And I think... When you hire a young coach like Zach Taylor, who's going to come in and supposedly be this offensive-minded guy, yeah. I think he's going to work with the talent that they have there and let defense, he needs to improve those players because I think he can get the best out of what he has offensively. So I think you go yeah. with a very, very solid, again, plug-and-play linebacker, and uh, you kind of rest a little bit easier knowing that that piece is secure once again. See, I looked at I looked at linebacker and rusher here because I know they, got a, they have a need there. I just I think I think Devin Bush is going to be a great player in the NFL. I think he falls in the draft because he's only five eleven. Sure, maybe. Um, I, I think that that is a little bit of a concern for some people, just because uh, was it a cough or a sneeze? It was everything. Well, God bless you. Thanks. Um, but regardless, I think I think that he falls a little bit just because of that. That's why I didn't go him here. That's I'm going, fair. I'm going tackle again. I think that. Uh, uh, shoot, you just said his name, the, the coach. Zach, Zach Taylor. Taylor, thank you. I think that Zach Taylor likes Andy Dalton, and I think that he believes Andy Dalton can run his system, and Andy Dalton's proved that he can be a very, very good quarterback in this league. Yeah. Um. So I think that he's he, he looks at this offense, and he, he said, you know, we re-signed our, our tight end. Uh, we hope that he stays healthy, but... Uh, if you know, he can, Tyler Eifert's a heck of a player. I was going to say, he proved that he was one of the best tight ends in the league when he was healthy. Um, Which was like seven years ago. So, right, but you, you have him. <laughs> you still have one of the best in AJ Green in the NFL, and you have that burner in John Ross, your first round pick last year. You've got decent weapons on offense here. Our you, boy Tyler Boyd. Or Tyler Boyd. You know that's a that's a really good lineup. I think you just got to sure up that offensive line and let Andy Dalton work. Um, so I'm going Andre Dillard out of Washington State. I like that. Uh, pick. He's one of my favorite. Uh, this is another guy that I considered for Buffalo at nine. Because um, I really do like him, I'm trying to find. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to find where he's listed right here. What the, the, the six foot five big guy, um, you know, very good pass blocker. Um, he's 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 pretty good at run blocking too. Obviously, when you're going in the top fifteen, you're good at almost everything. Yeah. Uh, but he's a great pass blocker, and if Zach Taylor wants Andy Dalton in the gun, play action passes and finding his receivers, his receivers open. So I I really need to say much more about that. Uh, he was first team All Pac-12 at Washington State. Um, he's a great player, and I, I think that they, he goes to Cincinnati here. There we go. Yep. 
All right, Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers. Go. Am I first? In this You're one? up first. So uh, there's a lot of places that they can go, and I think that if if uh, Green Bay is looking at their board here, I think they're very happy with the players that are left right now. Okay. Uh, but I'm giving them the offensive weapon. My favorite wide receiver in the draft, and it's DK Metcalf. Mm, um, and okay. I, I just he I am. There's a lot of people linking those teams, uh, those two together. It's it's hard for me to not get super excited at the idea of Aaron Rodgers throwing to DK Metcalf. I just think it's awesome. I just think that he's a big dude. He's, he's what is he, six foot three, six foot four, six foot three. He's got great hands. He gets that 50-50 ball, something that Aaron loves to throw, that back shoulder, that go up and get it. You paired him with Devontae Adams, and then you got Aaron Jones coming out the backfield. It's just that's an incredible offense. Yeah. Um, I don't see how you stop it. So I, I'm giving them DK Metcalf here. There we go. There we go. All right. Disagreeing some more because okay. the player I'm mocking has already been taken, and oh, that okay. is uh, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Iowa. Well, I mean, Green if, Bay if loves, he was still there, that would have been a guy. Green Bay <laughs> loves their uh, loves Iowa. They love their players. They have so many players out of Iowa. Um, and I think all of the things that you talked about, with with his blocking, but also being able to sneak out and be a yep. great catcher, he may not be as natural mm-hmm. of a catcher as Noah Fant. Yeah. Uh, but this pick screams Matt Lafleur to me. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's just going to fit his system. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to love so much about what he brings. I think Aaron Jones is going to like that mm-hmm. blocking aspect. Yeah. And I think it just makes too much sense for it not to happen. Uh huh. I'm not exactly completely in love with taking a tight end at 12 because I okay. feel like tight end can be such a variable. I mean, okay. it can be more often than not these high profile tight ends that we've seen go in the first round flame out because yeah. I don't even know if it's necessarily expectations or whatnot, but it just seems to be a position where you can groom or find later on. But I think, pick. Yeah. Uh, but I do love this kid. I love what he brings. I think he's extremely complete. Mm-hmm. And so if that did happen, there would be no way I'd be upset about it. Okay. All right. All right, my two teams back-to-back. Here we, Here we go. Miami at 13. Miami at number 13. Ready Again, another player that you had taken off the board to your team. Oh, really? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Listen, and if Ed is... Oliver falls to 13, I think Miami is ecstatic. And Brian Flores freaks. Ed Oliver out of Houston. Um, yeah, I love Love, love this player. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I feel like the most natural, well, he could go, he could go two, three, four, he could go to any of those I, places. I was going to say, he, he could be a top 10 pick. He, he could actually, talent. he could actually go to anywhere in the he, top 15. He, he has that talent. The top, I'm looking at this list. I think he could go, anyone in the top 16 could make room for Ed Oliver. Exactly. <laughs> I digress. Um, I think this is a player. I am so, so tired, and I feel like you have a quarterback mocked to Miami. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of everyone saying that Miami's going to take a quarterback. Unless, and maybe maybe I'm naive, but Miami's okay. come out and said, no, we're not doing it. We're going okay. to address all the multiple things we need to put around a quarterback to have mm-hmm. a quarterback have success, and that's offensive line and okay. defensive line. Okay. And But even worse than that, and maybe if you would have been allowed to have trades, which I said we weren't, you would have had a moving up. That's even worse. I'm so tired of people like, they're going to move up because <laughs> they've even said that more. They're in a team in a rebuild. They're trying to acquire okay. more picks. Okay. They're not going to get rid of their okay. picks. It doesn't make right. any sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you made the point that we couldn't have trades. Because this wouldn't have happened if we had trades. I want you to know that. Because okay. somebody would have jumped them <laughs> to get him. But if you're sitting at 13... And Dwayne Haskins is sitting on the board. Yeah. And you don't have to give anything up to get arguably the best quarterback in the draft. 
they take Dwayne Haskins. Okay. That's in my mock draft. If they're sitting there, I mean, he's six foot three. He's the prototypical quarterback. And one of my favorite things that Mike Greenberg of Get Up on ESPN said about this um, is he said, I don't understand why people are freaking out about guys like Drew Locke and Kyler Murray, who he said, he was like, both of them may have great careers. But he was like, look at the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. All of them are the Dwayne Haskins prototype. They're bigger guys with strong arms who sit in the pocket and win from there. And that's what Dwayne Haskins is. Absolutely. And, and I just think that if you're sitting there at 13, I know they said they want to fill all the needs everywhere else. And they want to do all these other things. But if you're sitting at 13, and you have a guy like Dwayne Haskins right there, all you have to do is fill out the card. I think that they do it. And I think that they take Dwayne Haskins. He's just... And, and another one of my one of my favorite analysts right now is is uh, Dan Orlovsky, former NFL quarterback. Um, he's all over ESPN, but he sat there and broke down plays with Haskins for like a five minute segment. Yeah. It was unreal the level of intelligence between the two of them about breaking down when to throw and like a second window throw versus a first window throw and and holding a safety and then you know throwing it the other way. It's just. He, he's super intelligent. He's got all the physical tangibles. And I just think that if he's there at 13, I don't know how a team that needs a quarterback decides not to do it because they hope that maybe they're in a position next year to get one. Sure. You know, so. you're, you, you're, you're, it's very, very fair. And I understand. I don't think Haskins is going to be there. Well, I mean, like I said, uh, if we were on trades, I would have had other teams trading above them to get him. Sure. Sure. So. All right. There we go. Uh, 14 now, where we're at Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. Um, I have the lock. first true guard going off the board here. Okay. I have Jonah Williams out of Alabama. Okay. Uh, I think he's the best. Uh, I know that there are some places that list him as an offensive tackle, but I think that he's going to play guard in the NFL. I think he's just going to be a big bruising guard in the middle. Um, and, I mean, what can you say about players from Alabama? They're pro-ready, and they're ready to walk right into a lineup. <laughs> That's saving system. That you have one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, Matt Ryan. He's one of the better ones. Uh, you know, for a while he was arguably top 10. You know, I think he's fallen out of that recently. But, you know, you still have Julio Jones. You just got a nut, Calvin Ridley out of Alabama last still year. New. You still have Mohamed Sanu. you got Devontae Freeman coming back. It's just you have it, the pieces. You have your defensive pieces coming back healthy and Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. Yeah. You, you have the pieces in place that took you to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You're ready to roll. Fix that offensive line and let's go. So I have them taking Jonah Williams here, who on my board that I have created is the best player left available right now. Sure. You take Jonah Williams and you feel super happy that he fell to 15, or thir- 14. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I don't disagree with anything. I think I'm a huge proponent of the offensive line being extremely key. Yeah. Uh, I don't have them taking an offensive lineman. This one I was battling between two players. I decided okay. to go with cornerback Greedy Williams out okay. of LSU. Yeah. I feel like they need to secure that back end. I know they yeah. do have uh, Neil, which we just yeah. said, uh, great player, but did well, get Neil hurt last safety. year. Greedy right, right, correct. But I'm just saying. So I mean, you have that bookend safety, mm-hmm. but he got hurt, and we saw just how bad that secondary yeah. was yeah. without him. So you get him back, but there's still so many pieces. So I think you grab, arguably, yeah. I don't, agree. this is again where I don't think he's the best corner. Okay, I disagree with some people uh, about their cornerback rankings. And regardless, I'll talk about who I think is the best Cornerback's a very later. interesting position because their rankings are very different for a I lot mean, of people. I mean, and they always but are. they're also, like, one of the most important positions. That, like, I think that you could always find room for another corner. Oh, I agree, 100%. <laughs> 
my uh, what I really wanted to do, and I think it could be a sneaky pick, something that okay. sneaks up on people, is I would not be surprised whatsoever if they did go with Noah Fan here. Okay. Tight end to okay. finish that weapon. They okay. remember how the connection between Matt, Matty Ice and Tony Gonzalez yeah, at the end was... of Gonzalez's career. Yeah. And if they really are all in on Matt Ryan, I think getting I in that tight end. So. So, yeah. I think that would be a sneaky pick. I wouldn't All be right. surprised if that happened. So, we're going to 15 now. You're next in Washington. Washington. This is, and this is one where I was saying I was having just the hardest time figuring out what I want Washington to do because I think they need a quarterback. This is trade up land, I will say. It definitely is. It definitely is. And depending upon where, how quarterbacks fall and what happens with boards, they could definitely mm-hmm. be a prime yep. uh, spot for, for a trade. I don't have him. Obviously, we didn't make trades, um, but I'm going to go. I went with edge rusher Brian Burns out of okay. Florida State. Yeah. Um, they lost, um, uh, I want to say Preston Brown, but it's not Preston Brown. It is Preston Smith yes. to Green Bay. They mm-hmm. lost that edge rusher, so I think they're going to need to fill it in. I feel like um, Brian Burns, uh, with how we've done edge rushers thus far, is one of the best remaining. Yep available yep. so i think he's plug and play and i think if you really trust gruden to be offensive mind he's going to make things work mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see i think they could do a, so so many things including trade so this is yep. the one i have just no idea i really do see washington trying their hardest to trade up i don't know if it'll work i do see them on the phone all night trying yeah. to make it happen but i think they go pat edge rusher here as well but i think they go over sean gary out of Michigan, okay, um, he's a bigger prospect at six foot four, um, and great run blocker, um, and I think that, I think that that's valuable, um, especially in in I think that you need an edge rusher who's good at rushing the passer, especially in the division with Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Stafford and Aaron. Oh, sorry, why am I? I don't know. Is why did they just say put that? in a completely different division? Why did they just fun? say that? <laughs> People are like, these guys don't know That's football. so confusing. Why did I say that? Playing Kevin Durant. But regardless, you know, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right division, Adam. Um, but yeah, you know. I can't believe you need that. Matt Stafford and over then, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right. Uh, and then, uh, wow, why did I just like. <laughs> I'm never going to recover from it. Can we cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think you need, you need that rusher, and he's a great run defender too. In a division with Ezekiel Elliott as well, yeah. Um, and now Jordan Howard, so uh, and Saquon Barkley. So I just I think it's a great pick. I think he's a value pick at this point because um, I have him rated pretty high. He's also rated pretty high on the ESPN board. Uh, he's rated sixth overall prospect on the ESPN board. So uh, I think that Washington's super happy about that if they fall. There we go. Uh, 16 Carolina. Is this me? I think it is. Yeah, so you already had this player off your board, and uh, Carolina freaks out if they get to take Montez Sweat at 16. Uh, six foot six. He's a beast. Uh, I'm not going to say much more because you talk about him a lot, but he's, just, he's a beast. He's huge, and he just eats offensive linemen and gets to the quarterback. So I think that uh, Carolina wants to get back to the way they got the Super Bowl, and it was playing really, really great defense and scoring a bunch on offense because Cam goes all over the place. So I can see them looking at offensive weapons here. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a Marquise Hollywood Brown with Cam Newton. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think that they do the right thing here and they go best pass rusher left. And Montez Sweat's there. Ron Rivera's super happy with that. What a world where you replace the Hall of Famer 
six foot seven <laughs> Julius, Julius Peppers, Peppers with another rusher <laughs> with uh, an athletic freak like that. That'd be awesome. Uh, I'm going with a player that was also off of your board okay. already, and that is Andre Dillard out of Washington okay. State. Yep. I think protecting Cam. Number priority number one. Yep. You've established what a fierce weapon that Chris McCaffrey is. Mm-hmm. So just getting more of that offensive line. Yeah. He's my favorite tackle prospect in this draft. Mm-hmm. So I think if he falls to 16, it could be just a great, great plug and play for okay. Carolina. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, yeah, you're New you're, York you're Giants, on the, Giants on the clock once again with pick number 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's going to be the first player that I'm not sure how to pronounce their name. Oh, okay. Said it to you earlier, so a little spoiler alert. Edge rusher. Clellan Clellan Farrell out of Clemson. (laughs) Uh, This is a player where I feel like isn't getting a whole lot of recognition. I feel like he's talked about in the middle of those pack when we're talking about edge rushers. But you talked about Clemson's defense and how they're just so so stout and so solid. So maybe someone who's not putting up major stats, but I think he is one heck of a player. I think... Mm -hmm. Uh, New York lost Olivier Vernon, and they're looking just to rebuild with that youth mm. movement that they're trying to do. So I think in my draft, you get your quarterback mm-hmm. with the first, and you're going to go and get what we used, what we said could arguably be the number two most yeah. important thing and get that edge rusher. Yeah. And it's a good young core to start building around. And, and I do have Quillen Farrell going in the first round. I have him later, so we'll talk about it. But I just want to say uh, it's he's, he's a player that's interesting because he's versatile enough to play defensive end in a 4-3 or – uh, or, or, or to play de- defensive end and or outside linebacker in a three four. Okay. So so we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, that'd be a nice fit. But I have New York taking the quarterback here. Okay. Um, I have them going Daniel Jones. Uh, I I don't think that Daniel Jones should go in the first round. Okay. I don't uh, think that he's you know I mean he's six foot five. He's he's. I don't want to cut you off. Can I okay. can I show you something? What? So when I first did this the very first time. You board him at six. <laughs> and then I was like, nope, well, I'm going with people, my heart. People keep talking him up and talking him up that, that, that the New York loves him. And the connection, I, I know this may seem silly, but the connection between him and the Mannings is real. His quarterback coach is the same. Yeah. And he's been coached up by Peyton some to it. And if you watch him throw, it looks like a similar throwing motion. <laughs> now, now, the reason I don't think he's a first-round quarterback is I do not think he has that type of arm strength that deserves that first the first round slam dunk franchise quarterback. Now he's he's decently accurate enough, and he's got great athleticism. He's a very good runner of the football. Yeah, and he's a big dude. Um, but I just I think that this is the guy that uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. The GM, Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman is looking at and said, "That's the guy I want. I don't need to to jump at six. I take best player available there." So in my draft, they take Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle, and then they take their quarterback here, and they feel super happy about, you know, Daniel Jones because they believe that Eli is going to be okay for a couple more years. I don't believe that, obviously, <laughs> but they they are saying that. Yeah. And so you said Daniel sit behind Eli, learn from a two times Super Bowl MVP, uh, and then you'll take over in a couple years. So. All right. So all Daniel right. Daniel Jones. I like it. Sweet. Is this me? Oh, did you? You already did New York. I did. So I'm first on Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota here. Uh, Minnesota, I think their biggest issue was their offensive line last year. We mm-hmm. talked about it. Uh, and if you look at if you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, he had a great year. 
Was it, As a quarterback, absolutely. Like stats of over 4,000 uh, yards. Yeah. Was it 40 touchdowns to 10 picks? I don't know if it was any touchdowns. Or was it 30 to 10? It was something like that. But it was a, it was great numbers. And obviously, uh, obviously he didn't win the games he needed to, but he right. had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, I just think that he needs more time to make the throws that matter more in the moments that are bigger. So sure. you need to give him some guard help there. So I have them taking the the best listed guard left on the on the board, and that's Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. Um, he he played a little bit of tackle at times in Boston College, but he gets set quick. He's got good length. Uh, he moves really well laterally. He's just he's an athletic run blocker. Um, so because I, I know that they're going to want to run the ball more with Dalvin Cook being hopefully healthy for the full year. Not yeah. I would. Um, I just I think this is a solid value pick at a position of need for Minnesota here. All right, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I have them taking a different offensive okay. lineman. I have them taking okay. uh, a true center in Garrett Bradbury okay. out of NC State. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's listed as the best center in the draft. I'm not sure I think he is. I, I think he is. Not that I know a whole lot about centers. I usually pay more oh, attention not- to my tackles. Um but I do think he is the okay. best true center. So I know you have Pat Elfline, who's been playing yeah. center, but at Ohio State, when they drafted him, he was a guard. Yeah. So they moved him in. So I think you move Pat Elfline back out to his natural position. Get yeah. Not that he's done a poor job whatsoever. He's right. been very, very good. Yeah. But you're going to get a true center, so you get to have mm-hmm. a, now a great guard, and they're starting to really rebuild that offensive line. Everything you said about Kirk Cousins, I think Dalvin Cook is just scratching the surface. So if you yeah. can continue to build that line and get those things going around, Mm, that's mm-hmm. scary. I agree. All right, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee Titans on the clock Team at number eight. nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so this one, this is fun because it's gonna player you talked about, and I have them here taking wide receiver DK. Okay, okay. And I will say this, and this makes me a little bit sad in a way, and I'm okay. not trying to. Uh, rain on Tennessee's parade, but the more I think about DK Metcalf, I think he's a bust. I think he's a bust Ooh. waiting to happen. I think he has just an amazing God-given package with his his height and Mm -hmm. he can run. But Mm -hmm. we've seen so many players like this, the handful. We keep trying to find the next Calvin Johnson when we talk about players like this. And there's only, but I I think about Doriel Green Beckham and everyone's like, oh, that's the next Megatron. And it's funny because actually he went to Tennessee. Tennessee, And I think something similar is going to happen. I think they like their wide receivers to be built like this. I think they're trying to really help Marcus continue to get more weapons so he can get the ball out so he's not being hit. So I think and if he if he booms, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I I think that's what he is. I think he's a boom, or I think he's mm-hmm. a bust. I don't okay. think there's. And I just think I don't even think he was the best wide receiver on his team at Ole Miss. So okay. do you like AJ Brown? I do. Okay. Well, uh, I think that this is a pretty deep wide receiver class. I think you can get good guys in the second and third round. Um, and I so I see Tennessee taking one or two people later. I just think that you sit here and Brian Burns is still on the board. And you want your defense to continue to be a solid, tough defense. Yeah. In that division with those quarterbacks and those offenses. I'm gonna get the, am I getting the right division this time with Andrew <laughs> Luck and the Colts and Ding ding ding, you got it. Deshaun Watson and Houston and Jacksonville getting better now with, with Nick Foles. I think you wanna have the best defense in there to keep your offense in the game, run the ball, play great defense, plug six foot five Florida State defensive end outside linebacker Brian Burns right into your defense. And he's a star right away. Yeah, I mean, so, that's a Mike variable pick. That pick. makes sense. It's a great pick. Makes a heck of a lot so, of sense. So Tennessee goes there, and Pittsburgh here. Next. 
this I I struggled a long time for this because okay. I did not know who they should pick, and I really really wanted to give them Devin Bush here because he's left. Yeah, but I think they need corner help better, and I'm going with a corner that I like better than Greedy Williams, and that's gonna be the uh, no, that's not that's later. It's gonna be Brian, uh, Byron Murphy out of Washington. Okay. Uh, I just think he's a solid corner, and I think that that's where that's where um, Pittsburgh needs the most help. I I really think that you know he's a little bit smaller. He's five eleven, but first team All Pac twelve and second team AP All America accolades here at Washington, and uh, he's just tough. He's got he's got good recognition skills. He's athletic. He's quick. He's got decent ball skills. Uh, he's a he's a ball hawk. He's not afraid to come off that line of scrimmage either. Yeah. To, to blitz and tackle well. I just I think Pittsburgh teeters a little bit between Devin Bush and, and, and Byron here, but I think they go Byron, the guy who I think is the best corner of the draft. There we go. All right, cool. I agree with everything you just said, uh, including linebacker help because those okay. were the two things yeah. I was going between linebacker yeah. and cornerback. Yeah. I went with cornerback and I almost just freaked the heck out because you said. Who I have them taking, DeAndre, DeAndre Baker. Okay. He, he, DeAndre Baker, is my favorite cornerback okay. in this class, and uh, he's from out of Georgia. Yeah, uh, and I think, and it kind of baffles me, and I could be very wrong, but yeah. I feel like cornerback is one of the positions where, like, I feel like I know a little bit about as well. So yeah, maybe okay. I'm wrong on this, okay. but I feel like because he is being listed among like the three, number four, number five, I've even seen. But this is a cornerback that. We can talk about competition or whatnot, but Georgia is no mm-hmm. pushover. It's not like they get like it's not like this is lesser division college football. But he didn't allow a touchdown yep. his college career. That's nuts. It's awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome. And he brings a confidence and a swag. And I feel like and Pittsburgh needs that. In 2018, he did win the Jim Thorpe Award, which is the award for best uh, defensive back in the country. He's so he's my favorite cornerback, and he's a little undersized too. I believe he's 5'11". he is also five eleven. But they also he's under 200 pounds, so. But so. we talk. I've been talking about comparisons this entire time. Who do they have on the other side? They have Joe Hayden, yep. another undersized corner who can come in and teach me like, hey, this is how you use your body. Yeah. Continue to use your body. He's a player I love, and like you said, I think it's their biggest need. And I think a, a, a big a big thing uh, for this division, too, is you need a guy who's great in run support. And I think both Byron and DeAndre are good at wrapping up and run support. Great point. Um, and you need that when you're facing teams like like the Ravens and the Bengals, teams that want to run the football. Um, and you're definitely going to need corner help when you're facing the Cleveland Browns this year with OBJ and Jarvis Landry. So, yeah. So, yeah, I love that pick. Uh, next is Seattle. Where you Seattle. Got Seattle's first first round pick now. Number 22. Uh, I have a player that you talked about coming off the board. I forget where you put him, but uh, defensive tackle, Dexter Lawrence. Or Christian Wilkins, Christian excuse Wilkins. me. Christian Wilkins. I had him Yeah, so he takes a tumble <laughs> in mind. But I think Seattle's so darn excited to get him back, especially after you do lose uh, – Frank Clark, I think, yeah. getting more of that pass rush, and we know how important the defense mm-hmm. is there. So they jump for joy when they get a phenomenal talent mm-hmm. like that at number 21. Okay, okay. I have them going Cody Ford here. Uh, obviously, you had him t- taken earlier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, That'd be a great pick, though, you too. Said, you, said, you said what I what I wanted to say about him is that he's, he's tackled, but he can play guard, too. And Seattle needs help all along that line. Great, and they need yeah. a guy who can go anywhere. Absolutely. So, so I think that you look at this, and that's an excellent value pick. 
and you think I'm going to plug that guy in wherever I need him next year. So I, I love it. And it, I had them going somewhere else with this pick, but when they added that second first round pick, I was like, they can afford to take best player right now because they know they have another pick later. Yeah. So they take Cody Ford. All right. Um, I have my second wide receiver going to Baltimore here. I have them taking Hollywood. Hey, and okay. I can. This is my favorite pick that I have in my mock draft. I am so in love with this pick <laughs> because I'm telling you, just like the, you know, they added Mark Ingram. They have Gus Edwards still there. They, I mean, they have you know Lamar Jackson. They have got a great offensive line, and they can run that that read option all day. And then you throw in that RPO and Lamar Jackson just bombing it to Marquise Brown. It's so exciting. I I I, I love what the Ravens have done. I love the team that they have built. I've been a Lamar Jackson fan since day one, and I just—I I really think that this is a slam dunk. You run to the podium and you say, "Give me the fastest receiver in the draft, arguably the best." There you so, go. So I, uh, yeah, I love this pick. All right, for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had a spoiler alert forty-five seconds ago because right. I, I have uh, maybe there was a part of me that got too like <laughs> invested in the cool story that this would be, but I yeah. have. <laughs> Fellow defensive tackle from Clemson, Dexter Lawrence, going okay. to Baltimore. Baltimore okay. lost okay. so many key defensive pieces. Now they added okay. uh, plenty. They got Earl Thomas, but you lose an identif- identity in Terrell Suggs. Okay. I feel like maybe he doesn't bring uh, that necessarily that tenacity per se, maybe, yeah. but I think he's rock solid. Again, I've said it a couple times because you said it and you're right. Uh, one of the better defenses that he's, that he's learned. He's not super far. Uh, yeah. That, down the street, so uh, I have two Clemson defensive tackles going back to back. That's fun. And I had two Oklahoma Sooners going back to back. Yeah. Twenty four to Marquise Brown. There we go. All right, so you're up next with the second first round pick for the Oakland Raiders. Is that really how it goes? Isn't it? <laughs> if it is, I did it backwards, but I could. I think so. Could be wrong. I gotta look at this now. No, it is twenty three. Is Houston. Is it? Yes. How do I have this mixed up? I don't know. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. It's not going to affect anything, even if it was backwards. Okay. So Houston, I think um, this is another thing where I could see him doing a, a whole lot of things. I okay. could see them going Noah Fant if he's available. Uh, but I think the number one thing you need to do is protect Deshaun Watson. Okay. He has been beat up so much his first two years. He was able to survive the second year, didn't get hurt thankfully, but he is a phenomenal talent. If you can keep him upright with those wide receivers mm-hmm. you have, you have some good ones. So I have a guard going that you've already have taken. That's Jonah Williams out of Alabama. Yep. Yep. I think uh, plug and play, man. Yeah. And I you mean, continue to give He falls all the time. way into the 20s like this. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Huh. I <laughs> agree. They absolutely need offensive line help. But the way my mock has gone, most of the best tackles are gone. Okay. And... This draft is one of the deepest on both sides of the line that we've seen in a while. You can get guys that can play sure. later. What you can't get here is DeAndre Baker at quarter. Okay. So you, you need you need the again you in, in in this division where you have Nick Foles and Deshaun Watson, or, you know Deshaun <laughs> on, on the team, Andrew Luck, you know you you need corner help and yeah. they they've lost guys you know you're right kevin johnson left and he was signed to buffalo and he you know he was injured but still you know you lost some guys you need the help deandre baker i listed as my second overall and it's close between byron murphy and and deandre baker but everything you said about is true he's just he's got great instincts uh, i think one of the best things about him if you watch georgia games is he's got fluid hit movement so when that ball goes up in the air and he needs to turn and go where it goes 
He just is so smooth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have them taking DeAndre Baker and being super happy about it. Love it. So next is actually Oakland. Oakland's number uh, and two. I'm up with this. And if Devin Bush falls this far, I think he's such a John Gruden guy, and he just runs up and says, "Give me Devin Bush." All right. Uh, I know he's undersized, um, but I don't think that John Gruden cares about that. I think John Gruden sees a leader. He sees elite quickness and athleticism, a three-down linebacker who is also extremely adept in man-to-man pass coverage, uh, something that you need in the NFL these days, the way that it's played, and he rushes to them. Uh, the Big Ten's defensive player of the year this past year, Devin Bush, goes to Oakland. Love it. With my second uh, Oakland pick, I have him taking your number one corner, okay. uh, Brian Murphy. Okay. Byron, excuse me, Murphy yeah. out of Washington. Uh-huh. I think all the things you said, mm-hmm. uh, I love his playmaking ability, not only as a cornerback, but in run support, getting, doing those mm-hmm. sacks. And I feel like uh, if Oakland's board does go the way that I do, they're adding two pieces. Everyone's talking about not yeah. getting the quarterback. So you're getting the corner quarterback, excuse me, from your defensive tackle position, uh-huh. but also a nice blitzer that you can make some really fun packages with Absolutely. in, in uh, Murphy. All right, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, so this know. is the one where I cheated. Uh, this is one of the ones okay. I, I, I wanted to take offensive line help. I think it's so, okay. so important. I think um, as awesome as as he is, and now I'm forgetting their left tackle's name. It's like Jason oh, Peters. Yes, thank you. Hall of Famer. Former Buffalo. Um, amazing player, but he's getting old and he's starting to deal with some injuries. So I actually do like uh, you said out of Boston. Boston uh, College, yeah. yeah. If he falls, Chris Lindstrom. I think that could be a great pick, yeah. but I, I I don't know who, but I'm confident it's going to be offensive line help. Okay, cool. I have them going Greedy Williams, guy you have taken earlier. Sure. Corner out of LSU. Don't need to say a lot because you did too. He's just an all-around solid player. LSU, defensive back university. They they yeah, crank right. out a ton of great defensive Absolutely. Backs. So, uh, Indianapolis. I have Indianapolis taking the best safety, Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State. Okay. Uh, he's a hard-hitting safety with decent size for safety. Uh, he takes great angles and run support, um, and he's capable of matching up to, to some of the biggest tight ends in the league. So I think that's that's exactly what you need. And he led the ta- he led Mississippi State in tackles during his senior season, which I think is big for safeties. There you go. I have Indy taking a cornerback. I have Rocky Sin at a Temple okay, okay. coming in. I think uh, staying with the thought of defensive back help, mm-hmm. I think that is probably their biggest need right now. Yeah. I have him taking a corner who I think is probably listed about where he should be. Okay. I think he is a first-round talent, okay. not the upper echelon mm-hmm. of corners, but I think he can develop into a very solid, mm-hmm. uh, at times, lockdown player. So I think Indy would be happy to grab him and continue working on that defense. Okay, yeah. Uh, are you first for Oakland? I don't know. I can go first. Yeah. So Oakland I've been talking been Third. talking all about where Noah Third Fant could go. Okay. This is where I officially have him going. Okay. He's number 27 to Oakland. Okay. You saw the great connection that Dave, or, uh, Derek Carr had okay. with with Jared Cook. Coach. <laughs> He's gone now. He's not in town anymore. So you find the younger version of him. And I think that continues to open up that offense. Okay. And they've been very heavy on offense during their free agency period. My first two picks have been defense. Then they mm-hmm. started addressing that offense here. This is number six. Is it? I have no offense going to, to Oakland here. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want to read... The description ESPN has for it, because I think it's really cool. Okay. Says, Fant is essentially a bulked-up slot receiver with the size, speed, and athleticism to create mismatches in the passing game. He's fast enough to stretch the field and has the quickness to threaten after the catch. He's natural hands, catcher, with above-average body control. 
his focus can be a bit inconsistent. That's why I have him falling so late. Yeah. But I think that, you know, Oakland, you just added these two great receivers. You got Derek Carr, love that tight end, like you just said. You add the second best tight end, and Iowa's quickly becoming tight end university here. Um, uh, Noah Fett, 19 touchdowns in his career with the Hawkeyes. It's awesome. So I think it's, it's a great pick for them. Yeah. No fan. That's number six for us. So two more to have your eight, which I don't think we'll get to, but you got the over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have. You know, I really thought we'd match more in the teens. The Chargers here, I have them going Rockus in, the cornerback out of Temple. Okay. Uh, we talked about it. I don't want to talk too much about him because you already did, but I just think the Chargers need help in their secondary here. Yeah. Uh, they've got not really a lot of needs anywhere. They, they've solid, yeah, great absolutely. team. Uh, so you just you go best player available, I think, and Rockus in's a great talent at Adam Temple and you added to your secondary. Yeah, I also have them addressing their secondary. I have a safety. I have, and I could be butchering this name. This is the, one of the ones I also feel. It's, uh, is it Nasir? Nasir Adderley out of Delaware? I'm not totally positive. I don't have him in my first um, I do. I think he's a borderline, but we're at 28 now, so we're starting to talk yeah. about guys who could be second around. And it, it happens every year. When you get near the end of the first round, you get players that you never thought were going to go in the first round that, that teams just say, I want my guy, I'm taking him. I definitely <laughs> see a cornerback being a reality here. Yeah. But I think about last year, uh, you took safety Derwin James, who mm-hmm. uh, was just phenomenal. I mm-hmm. think uh, the way I think about this is I think when I think about these two safeties is Derwin James is a boxer. Yeah. I think Adderley's a ballerina. I don't like that. that That's not meant to – but I think – Derwin James, and he has phenomenal playmaking ability, yeah. but he's just coming just smash India. Yeah. Or Adderley, he's just a ball hawk. He sits yeah. back there and he can play. So if you have Derwin James up there That's closer, awesome. you have Adderley back I uh, patrolling. I, I'm all about it. All right, all right. Uh, Seattle now, with their second first-round pick, is next. Number 29. Kansas City's former pick. Go ahead. All right, so here we go. I have our wide receiver, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, going to Seattle. And this is something interesting because we talk about Seattle is the the echelon of Mm -hmm. short wide receivers. They don't have a big, tall guy, but they they just work with it. I think they know talent, and I think when you talk about speed, and I talked about Tyler Lockett, they're very similar, but I don't think that's going to scare them. I think they know they have a great talent. And this yeah. pick affords them some flexibility. Yeah. This is the one they just earned today. So I wouldn't have had him here until that happened. But I think Russell yeah. Wilson will just love having another piece like that to just chuck the ball down to because Russell's so darn good with that deep ball. And that could be a great, great the, thing for Seattle. Get those 12s cheering. The only reason Marquise Brown doesn't go to Seattle in my draft is because of Tyler Lockett. And that's what I said earlier. I think sure. they don't need another that's Tyler fair. Lockett. I think they go wide receiver here. And I think they go... Not AJ Brown, like you said, is the best one. I think they go Nikhil Harry. Okay. Um, it, as much as I love DK, Nikhil Harry might actually be my favorite receiver in the draft. You know, he's six foot two, so he's not like super big, but he's not small either. Yeah. Uh, he's just incredible at the 50 50 jump ball, and he's amazing after the catch. As soon as he catches it, he's a running back, and he, he's incredible. And I think that, you know, Seattle was able to shore up their line a little bit with Cody Ford, and now they say, let's go get another weapon for our highest paid. Uh, player in NFL history because he needs it. And and you go get Nikhil Harry, uh, who a lot of people have falling in the second round. But I think at this point, you saw that um, – you saw Metcalf went. You saw Brown went. You know – or, yeah, Marquise Brown instead of A.J. You, you saw him go. I think you think about A.J. Brown here knowing you have smaller guys and you want a bigger guy. But I think you settle for Nikhil Harry, who's an incredible playmaker. Love it. 
so Green Bay's next pick. Uh, I have them going Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Okay. Uh, I just think that you got your offensive weapon, um, and you sit there and you're looking at the board, and you know you can get a couple other uh, other guys around that that line, and maybe in, in the in the receiver core as well yeah. later on. So you just start picking value here, and I think you see Jeffrey Simmons, a, a solid defensive tackle, is left, and you go and take him. Yeah, I have a uh, safety, Jonathan Abram. Uh, you already talked about yeah, him. Yeah, I think yeah. you signed Adrian Amos in in the off season. Mm-hmm. I think you get his bookend partner, and that is your safety for your safety pair for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I, I love that pair. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now we have Los Angeles, the Rams. Los Angeles, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl losers. We're at pick thirty one here. This is probably a stretch pick. I don't think this will happen, but this is where I would be thinking if I was. And this is a player that I really love. It's Caleb McGarry out of Washington, offensive line. I think he could come in and play guard right now and Uh eventually take over for Andrew uh, Whitworth, right? Yeah, Whitworth, uh, who's going to be retiring pretty soon. Yeah, Uh, I think this would probably be a stretch for him, but I think to get a player, I love him. I think he has great talent, and like I said, I think he is – your your insurance plan. So, okay. but this is a pick where I wasn't completely because yeah. they are also a very complete team. Yeah, and I I think that uh, I think they go Quillen Farrell here. You already had him off the board. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to talk a lot about him, but I just want to repeat what I said everywhere earlier. He's versatile enough to play defensive end and or outside linebacker in a three four defense. Yeah, and that's what they need in in, in LA. So, uh, and now we go to the last pick of the draft here. Well, the first round. Well, the, the first, <laughs> our mock draft, New England, and I i have no idea what New England's going to do. The reality is they might trade up and shock us, or they might trade out like they always, always do. do. But keeping here, you lost Rob Gronkowski, you need to replace him, you kick Irv Smith out of Alabama, so right. I have three tight ends going in the first round here. Very popular pick. Uh, I just, I think that it's a great, it's a great guy for, um, for Brady to have. The only reason I see it maybe not happening is he doesn't block quite nearly as well as the other tight ends that went. Yeah. Nor Gronk, because Gronk was elite, an elite blocker. Um, and I think that they need that in their offense, but I think that they can find that with scheming and elsewhere, I believe, in uh, uh, Josh McDaniels to do that. But I think that you take one of the most dynamic playmakers left on the board, and you go to Irv Smith, and you wipe your hands and call it a day. All right. You ready for my pick? Yeah. You're going to geek out. Okay. Out of Duke. Uh, quarterback. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Okay. Okay. Uh, we thought last year was the year that they finally I mean, yeah. pulled the plug on getting that first round eventual successor to Tom mm-hmm. Brady. I think this is going to be the okay. year. All of the things you talked about, Daniel okay. Jones, I think are accurate. I think he is mm-hmm. a quarterback who has a lot of potential yeah. and a lot of uh, promise, but I think he is somebody that needs to sit behind. He could learn it. Yeah. Arguably the the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. Yeah. But this, I think, is a Josh McDaniels pick. Okay. I think eventually when Belichick and Brady step down, I don't even, I don't, who knows if it'll happen together. It'd be kind of cool if it did. Yeah. Regardless, I think you're going to have your succession plan put in place. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I love the most that you talked about was that movement skills. Yeah. And who does it remind me of a tiny bit? The quarterback that Josh McNeil has drafted in his time in Denver, and Mr. Tim Tebow. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, he has—he's not—he's okay. not going to run you over like no, Tebow, but, but he, he can evade run. the pocket. Yeah. I think that okay. getting out of the pocket is very similar to that. Okay. And so he's not going to 
just run down the field for 60 yeah. yards the way Tebow did and right. truck over a, a linebacker. But I think it's the elusiveness. I mean, it's it's cool great to maneuver the pocket. And I think that's so, so important. So it's some time to work on the yeah. accuracy and whatnot. I think they eventually well, and find I will say that this, a success. I think the biggest knock on them is his arm strength. And I think that in the New England offense, it's shown recently that McDaniels doesn't need the deep balls. They go for those quick intermediate routes. And Daniel Jones, is, in, is, is that's his strength. Really. There you go. So All right. That's not a bad pick. All right. Mock draft. Yeah. Does that fill up the whole episode? Uh, we're at 126. So do you want to do some cold reads we or can do, Let's do a cold read a piece. So mine, uh, well, mine are quick. Okay. Well, yep. Okay. Well, I just have I have three draft scenarios, and I just want you to say yes or no. All right. Let's hear it. So if you're the Cardinals and you're offered a third round pick this year and next year for Josh Rosen, do you take that deal? Yes. Okay. Wait. Is this a... It, Assuming they take Kyler yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, San Fran is offered this year's first and second round pick and a second round next year for Washington to move up to two. Do you take that? So deal? they get number 15. So they get 15 and their then second round this pick year, and, and then a second next, next year. year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends. And so, like, this is kind of a cop out answer, yeah. but it really depends on how seriously they feel about any of those other right. people that aren't. Presumably Kyler Murray. Well, if you're in love with him, it, I mean it is. You're not gonna have. You're gonna be moving way down your board on mm-hmm. what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. But if, if so, if you're not sure that Nick Bosa is it okay. and he's a blue generational talent, then okay. yeah. But if they're okay. in love with him, then you don't. All right, last one. If Haskins falls to thirteen or past thirteen, yeah, meaning all those quarterback people don't take him, meaning that you have Washington and New York and any teams that want to trade back in. Do the Patriots consider trading up for Haskins? I mean, so where would we be talking? So we're I mean, sitting we could at say thirteen or fourteen. So right here, we if, if Miami doesn't have take him at thirteen, they'd have to jump New York again. New York and Washington is who they'd have to jump, and any other team that would want to. So essentially, they have to trade up to fourteen, give it fourteen pretty or fifteen. Much. Yeah. Um. Do they consider it? I think New England's probably intelligent enough to consider every single well, yeah, thing that well, happens. Okay, but yes, I'm saying barring that. Like, do they seriously try to do it? No, I don't okay. think they do. Okay, all right. That's all I have. All right, so uh, mine is uh, another bit of news that uh, would have been on my thing, but I wanted to make it for my cold read. So obviously, voluntary workouts have now been going on yeah. for all the teams. So down in Jacksonville, our boy that we love so, so much, Mr. Jalen Ramsey didn't come to voluntary workouts. Tom Coughlin, uh, old school guy, was very upset about it. There have been people taking both sides yeah. on this, and I was curious uh, what your thoughts on that. I'm on Jalen's side. Okay, it's a vol- like somebody. I a, a former player said it. I actually think it may have been Teddy, uh, Teddy Bruschi, who we both love. Sure. I really think he said there's a reason that it's called voluntary, and he said that I'm tired of coaches and owners. Forcing these players to do more and more and more is like they we already demand so much from them physically, mentally, and emotionally over the involuntary and during the season. Let them have their time off, and I agree with that. All right, as my I've been on Jalen's case enough. Jalen deserves to have a vacation after what he put his bo- puts his body through for an organiz- for for an entity that is the NFL that does not treat their players well enough. Let him have his vacation. I, I I respect that. Yeah. I disagree I'm very okay. very much, but okay. I'm glad that okay. you uh, you picked uh, Jalen's side. That's nice. I thought there was gonna be so much anti Ramsey feelings that no. you're like, no, nope, like I said, wrong. I, so I, I am not a that. Jalen Ramsey fan, and we all know this. Oh, we, yes, it's we all well documented. I just I, I I think that 
Like, if, if you want it to be involuntary and you, like, fight to make it that way. But if it's a voluntary workout and the guy wants to spend time with his family or on vacation relaxing and recuperating from a tough season, let him do that. Okay. And if you have a problem with it, don't call him out in the media. Talk to him yourself, Tom Coughlin. Oh, I have no doubt that <laughs> if Tom Coughlin had been able to talk to him face-to-face, he would have done it. Tom Coughlin, I don't think, is the person that's going to go. That's like, fair. Hey, media. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> cool. All right. I have a friend's fortune. Do you have one? I don't. So I can let you do yours. But it's a really, I have a really cool Well, one. I'll let you do it. Right, and but we'll it's going to feel see. weird if we nope, do one. you get to do it. So I'm going to exit the room and get <laughs> to do it. And... No quarterbacks will be taken. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Okay, so. In last year's draft, there's a really cool thing that happened. We're going to talk about trading. Um, in the draft and trading for quarterbacks, especially in the past. So last year's draft, barring the first which was Baker Mayfield because they couldn't trade up higher than one. Uh, every other quarterback taken in the first round was a trade up. And I'm going to predict that this year, um, barring one overall, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a crazy trade for one, but barring the first overall pick, every other quarterback taken in this draft will be traded up for the team that takes them to trade up for them. That's my friend's fortune. So is the point of this friend's fortune that we're gonna like listen to it like in two days together? We can. I mean, can I just say mine then? Why? I don't know. It's just so we're, you we're running one. out. Of, I mean, like I could think of something to say. I mean, I mean, we have to we have to go to rehearsal. In okay. Like Ten minutes. All right. All right. So I think there are going to be at least three trades in this NFL first round draft. I think there'll be more than three trades. All right. Well, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying I think there are. My be friend's three. fortune involves trades too. Oh, fun. <laughs> Is it like there are seven trades? No, there are eight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> taught me. No, that's cool. Yeah, I really do. I agree. I think that. Uh, I think that with, you know, it wasn't recently. It happened a handful of years ago when they changed the the um, changed it to a cap system where you know you you weren't paying the quarterbacks the ridiculous amount yeah. of money and stuff like that. I think that really really helped teams with not being afraid to trade. Sure, and that's why so many more have happened. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be. I think there's going to be more than three. I, I could like five or six. But. I could be wrong, uh, <laughs> but in in my memory, I don't think, especially in the last handful of years since I've been paying attention to that, there has not been this many teams with multiple first round. Yeah, picks we we definitely mentioned that this yeah. year. There's a lot. I mean, there's Seattle just now. got another. There's, Seattle just got another there's one. There's four. There's, so we have Oakland, Oakland has three. three. Green Bay has two. New York has two, and Seattle now has two. That's two. Yeah. So so I think that's a super exciting. All right. Well, that was fun. I am proud that we that. matched on six. Yeah. I, well, so that just I'm happy that my over under was five and it was six. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was a good number. I thought we were going to end at five, and I was like, oh. So I was, I was, I you caught me off guard with no offense. At the it, end it surprised me. <laughs> I guess maybe the one through ten isn't that surprising. I mean, like we're yeah, talking. I, I really like I said players. before we matched on. I figured we would. We didn't. <laughs> Match on any in the teens, and uh-huh. then it took all the way down to 27. Yeah, that's fun. I almost, I had you say half of my Pittsburgh corner. I almost, well, and I, DeAndre, oh, wait, I no, debated between later. the two of them, but, I, <laughs> but he was two more down to Houston, and I was like, DeAndre, oh, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> so that was fun, though. I was happy we did that. Yeah, I think we did pretty darn well. And and I'm you excited. Know, do you know what this showed me more than anything? What? Well, so you didn't uh, explain your tradition of watching draft. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I became part of Adam's uh, draft week tradition of watching the every Kevin year Costner I watched draft film day. draft day and we watched it last night which was very very fun 
and we talked about how in the movie <laughs> Kevin Costner, I don't even know who played the coach. I don't know who that actor is, but they don't get along, and we were yeah. like, we wouldn't be like that. We, and I think uh, based on what we did we here, maybe. <laughs> no, I think we wouldn't. Because uh, okay. Even when we disagreed, we we're like, yeah, that's a great point. And yeah, I agree that's with true. What you're saying there were maybe I think the only one we super disagreed with was Haskins. And the only reason I think that we didn't fight over it is because I explained it by I don't think he falls this far, but if he does, I don't know how you pass it. Oh up, yeah, which no. makes sense. Absolutely. So so I had a lot of fun with this. The first one I've ever done, but um, hopefully we get this out before the draft. I'll try to get it out <laughs> tonight. I don't but think it's uh, we're gonna be doing a Facebook live for the draft. Uh, we haven't figured out all the details yet. Maybe it's. Only the first ten picks. Maybe it's the whole thing. Maybe we just do a the whole thing. We'll, You're just hanging out with us all night. We'll we'll see what it is. But we're we're gonna be do some type of live stream for the NFL draft. I'm super pumped about it. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm determined to be the whole so, thing. Okay, <laughs> nobody's gonna watch live. <laughs> Nobody really watches us, anyways. That's we have a decent amount of people on our one to the. Um, to Regardless, the prove me wrong, everybody, and watch us. Yeah. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope this wasn't overwhelming that we just sat here and talked about a whole bunch of names of faces that you probably don't know unless you're super into it. Or maybe it was fun for you to learn some people. So and that you're the, the, future, the future of the NFL right here. Yeah. Want to share your spiel about Pocket Net now? <laughs> See? Nice. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite uh, audios now. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice being on the other end of it. Isn't it fun? Yeah. So uh, the thing is, sure you... like, you're embarrassed when you do. Like, I'm pretty excited to hear yeah. that. Whatever. <laughs> so make sure you check out the Pocket Podcast Network uh, with all the different cool shows that we got that we're also on. Uh, make sure you check out my friends Inspired by Tired. They haven't released uh, an episode lately because both of them are doing a lot of things. They are tired. But make sure you ca- but they're still inspired. Make sure you catch up. I believe they have eight episodes. I think the last one they did was for uh, International Women's Month and Day. Cool. Uh, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a really great podcast. Just check it out. They do a wonderful job. They're very intelligent and they uh, are very well read on the topics that they talk about. So that's cool. Not like us. Um, and also, make Can't sure. I remember Levante Davis. Couldn't remember what division is which quarterback. <laughs> Washington dealing with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> um, Fun. But, uh, yeah, make sure you check all those things out. And uh, your new podcast. Yeah, Top of Cat. Top of Cat is, all, is now on uh, it is is Apple Podcasts. It's, uh, it's still being under review for, for iTunes. It is on Spotify and Podbean. Yeah. So where it's, we got our start. It's a really, really cool Adam will be show. on an episode. He's recorded. He'll be released uh, shortly. Yeah, so. but the, I'm telling you that the episodes are cool. So make sure you check it all out. Make sure you like us on Twitter and Facebook. And please, please, we don't get enough questions. Or, or comments, let us know. Like, we really, if you want to be on the show, if you have any questions whatsoever, let us know. Even if it's like, should the Buffalo change their uniforms? I don't care. Yes. Regardless. Thanks for listening. God bless. Enjoy the draft. See you then.